This episode of the Morning Skate is dedicated to Avicii. 28 years old, way too young, man. Uh, if you played hockey over the last, I'd probably say, five or six years, you heard any any number of his songs in the locker room for goal horns. I mean, Levels was the song of the generation. So shout out to Avicii, way too young. Thoughts and prayers. This episode's for you, buds. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Sunday, April 22nd, uh, Kevin Haller here. I'm with Hal actually up in Maine right now, so this is kind of like a, I don't know, in-person podcast. <sighs> kind of weird, I don't like it. Yeah, Hal's been extra salty because we're recording this uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and V's just lost, which we'll get into a little bit later, and we, we've had quite ourselves a weekend, so I think somebody may be a little bit tired. Yeah, I would, could use like a nap, like I'm looking forward to tomorrow, Sunday. I sleep all day, get ready back into it for the week. Yeah, I, I have to drive about six hours home, so it's a lie. We'll uh, we'll figure that out, but how about we just jump right into it? NHL in the news, play the music. Okay, NHL in the news. Here we go. Uh, just a couple things before we get into the playoff series. Matchton finalists: Brian Boyle, Roberto Luongo, and Jordan Stahl. This goes to the player who exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Uh, what do you have on this one, buddy? I mean, I don't know. I, this is a hard one for me because I. Do you not know what's going on? I get it. I know what the Masterson finals finalists are, dude. Like the people who had like the whole they came back like shitty shitty situations and they come back. So it's like a feel good story. I don't really I don't understand how like you vote. Like is it like the story that means the most to you? Like I that's what I don't get is like how do you pick it apart? Like I mean Brian Boyle is a pretty cool story. I'm not hating on that in any way. It's just kind of a weird trophy to me. You know now that you said that, like I'm kinda sitting here and I was totally ready to pick one, but at the same time it's like you can't because, like, the Luongo thing, I think his was more or less after the school shooting, right? That's kind of like when he had that speech, or is there something else menacing? I think that's kind of what that was. I have no idea. Um, Jordan Stahl, I'm pretty sure, lost uh, <laughs> child, which sucks. And then Brian Boyle came back to cancer. <sighs> so, yeah, is it is this, like, the, the award for, like, the worst shit happening in your life? Who has like, the saddest story? That's the thing, dude, is, like, what happened to Jordan Stahl and Brian Boyle are both terrible things. Like, am I now supposed to, like, rate which one is worse? Exactly, yeah. I, I, I mean, they're all winners, right, dude? And, like, this is, this is, like, the first time that I say that and actually mean it, and I'm not just, like, saying that to, like, be, like, a dick. Like, they, they've all gone through shit, and they all played great hockey this year, and they got through it. So, yeah, it's all that kind of matters there, right? It's beautiful, dude. Yeah, I do my thing. Uh, moving on, <laughs> Bill Peter uh, resigns position as the uh, Canes head coach. So I think he had, like, an opt-out clause, and then Carolina was like, we're only giving you until, I think, Saturday. To like opt out, that's what you're gonna do. And then Peter says, "I'm all set. I'm going somewhere else." So, um, Calgary's fired their head coach. 
Hitchcock and Dallas retired. AV got fired. Uh, I mean, probably Randy Carlisle is going to get fired. So there, there's a bunch of different places for this guy to go. Do you have anything on this? Like, I don't watch the Canes enough, but from what everybody says, they say, like, they're a great, great team, like a really good young team. They just don't have a goalie. And if they had a goalie, they wouldn't make the playoffs. Is that kind of like what's going on? Like, is this guy a good coach? Like, what's, I, don't I don't know. I mean, that's kind of my question is, like, people are acting like, Bill Peters is, like, all the rage. Like, I'm supposed to get hyped up because Bill Peters is on the market. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Bill Peters is a great coach. The Hurricanes, I feel like people have been picking them the last couple of years to break through, and they literally never do it. You're right, dude. They have no goaltending. It's the same issues over and over. And I, But, like, is Bill Peters coming off of, like, three years of a 500 record out of Carolina? Like, is that something that Rangers fans should be pumped up about? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's It's just, like... I follow a few Rangers guys, and they all talk about like the coaches and stuff. And like some of them are like heavily heavy and wow, heavy analytical type people. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like Peters kind of fits into that. Just a kind of like a shiny name, I suppose. And people say, oh, if you had a goalie, and like I don't know. And the other thing too, dude, is Carolina must really suck because if you opt out of your contract, it means you're leaving money on the table. So I don't know if he <laughs> thinks he's going to get more money on his next contract, or if he's just basically like, this isn't worth it to me. I'm out. Yeah, I, I don't really know any Canes fans who want to help us answer that question. Let us know. Um, last NHL in the news story before we get into the playoffs. They came out with the top 15 selling NHL jerseys this year. Uh, Austin Matthews, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, Marc-Andre Fleury, Henrik Lundqvist, Alex Ovechkin, Matt Zuccarello, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Vladimir Tarasenko, Patrice Bergeron, TJ Oshie, Jack Eichel, Andre Vasilevsky, and Evgeny Malkin. Are there any names on this list that you're, like, kind of surprised, and are there any names on this list that you thought were going to be here? Uh, the one that sticks out to me, dude, is number two, Sidney Crosby. Like, it's 2018. How are people still buying Crosby jerseys? Like, <laughs> like having, like, you had, like, the last, like, 12 years to buy a Crosby jersey, and that many people this year were like, this is the year I get my Crosby jersey. That just blows my mind. I mean, I think that speaks a lot to him because, like, how are you still number two? Same with Hank. Like, Rangers fans. Like, think about how many years you've had to pick a Henrik Lundqvist jersey. Now you're finally settling on it. I don't know. It was interesting, dude. Good for Zuccarello, I guess. TJ Oshie's kind of surprised to me. I don't. I mean, like right? Like, Captain America, I guess. I think that's why. And the Russia thing still kind of sticks out with the shootout. He's on a good team now, so maybe that kind of makes a little bit of sense. Um, love Zuccarello at seven. And then some ones. You knew Marc-Andre Fleury was going to be up there with the Knights. And then uh, I respect the people of Buffalo coming in with Jack Eichel at 13. Out of, like, 31 NHL teams, he's 13. You have to think that, like, 60 to 70% of the jerseys in Buffalo are Eichel jerseys, so. Mm -hmm. uh, Vasilevsky leading for the Lightning. I guess that's a little surprising. Like, he was, maybe, like, Kucherov finally burst on the scene. I feel like, though, that kind of proves my theory more, whereas, like, I feel like the Stamkos jerseys were, like, three years ago. Last year was the Kucherov jersey. And Vasilevsky's the hot one this year. I don't know. I mean, I do find that interesting. He's the one lightning. Like, are there, like, a ton of hockey fans that are just, like, Vasilevsky guys? <laughs> I don't know. I've never really, like, heard that. Run into a Vasilevsky guy. He's a really big fan. I'm a, I'm actually a Blackhawks fan, but i just been following Andre Vasilevsky. Actually, a really funny gif about him this week on the, uh, the Adderall on the face-off there. Yeah, dude, I... He looks like he's, like, on Adderall. I don't know if that's, like, something you should actually test him for, but dude definitely looks like he's, like, doped up. <laughs> Plus, he's Russian, so he's kind of, like, a given. Fits the, fits the mold, I guess. 
All right, so uh, that was so like NHL news type shit. Uh, playoffs. So we'll start with what we normally start with. Preds abs. The Preds are up three two. It's been a fucking wild week in this series. Uh, Preds went up three one. We watched a three two game last night. Thought for sure the abs were gonna lose. Um, a couple things to take away. Uh, Ryan Hartman suspended. Uh, the spear was pretty funny. Like. He lost his shit. I I think anybody would in that situation, right? You get speared and not twice. But the best part was is like before he like did something about it, he threw like that little temper tantrum. He did. And like that that's straight out of like you're at Walmart and like a kid wants like a bouncy ball and like the parent says no and you look over and the kid's just like jumping up and down like give me a bouncy ball. It was like that except for it was a penalty and my nuts hurt. Yeah, and he was like punching himself in the dick about it too. I I thought that was pretty crazy. I thought the funniest part, too, is the next, like, day, like, I was just scrolling through Twitter, and I saw, like, the GIF, which was one of the best GIFs ever, and then I scrolled up, and I was like, Ryan Hartman suspended one game. So, I mean, that's a really tough blow for him, dude, have those two things back-to-back. Well, His speared and then suspended. I feel like he, I kind of saw that coming. He was pissed that that wasn't really called, you know, he plays that edgy-type game. The hit he had on Soderbergh, I thought that probably could have been more than one game. He fucking hit him right in the head, and, like, you could see the head uh, whiplash, stuff like that. Um, the Hamburglar's back. This is a story I did not need in my life. I, I don't need some like weird little cheeseburger man skating around. I really, really, really hope the abs just kind of like, I don't know. I think they're kind of having fun with it, though, because after the game, you can hear Nate McKinnon locked up. He's like, oh, what did he say? He's like, you're the fucking... Uh, you're the fucking hamburger. You're the fucking hamburger. So, um, pretty wild series. What do you have like totally on this, I guess? Do the abs have a chance? I mean, the hamburger thing is kind of crazy to me. He had 44 saves. Um, I mean, that's when you know, like, you've got the magic going is when the Hamburglar's fucking stealing games and Sven Andragetto's, like, winning games with a minute left. I mean, those are two not very quality NHL players. Like, I, I mean, they're working hard. You have to give the Avalanche props. I think the Preds finish this off in six. Like, the Preds need to put them to sleep. But at the same time, I guess it's optimistic as an Avalanche fan because they don't have shit, but they're skating their bags off. As, as a hockey fan, I really, really hope the Avalanche win the next game because Game 7, Avalanche-Preds, I think it would actually be a really fucking good game. And it's kind of a good story because the Preds were supposed to walk over anybody in the West. And then all of a sudden, Nate McKinnon's like, hey, I have other ideas. Like, he played awesome this year, came back from injury. Still, I mean, that move on uh, P.K. Subban where he kind of just held it, held it, held it, and slid over to Landeskog, like the poise that you have with the puck there in a playoff hockey game, that's incredible. Um, but we both had Preds in five. Uh I'm going to – I think it goes seven games. Do you think it goes seven games? No. Uh, I, think Pred, I think the Preds will sweep it up, dude. I, I just don't see – I mean, I don't see the Avalanche being able to continue to sustain that. I mean, clearly McKinnon can go off, but, I mean, they're four lines deep over in Nashville. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was the first series. Second series, the one that means the most to me right now, my Winnipeg Jets white out. Uh, they take the series in five. If we go back to our predictions – I had the Jets in five. Uh, Lee or Hal had the Wild in six. Uh, so I, yeah, I jumped on the bandwagon. This is my team. You and I kind of talked about it. Get some white T-shirts going. I had had one on yesterday for the game. Um, so there's so much white going on in that rink. I love it. They're getting bodies on bodies. Solid low play. Skill players are producing. Jets are winning the cup, dude. Go Jets, go. <laughs> I I mean, one. I just want to point this out to show how expert i am when i picked the wild to win this series i totally forgot Suter was injured i don't think parisi's that huge of a blow like people are acting like that was a really big deal i mean it's pretty great dude another bruce brujo's fucking 
pissed off, might get fired. He's on the hot seat after the first round. What else is new? Uh, yeah, dude, I mean, the Jets look good. I, I look great. It was a weird series, though, because, I mean, I feel like the Jets pretty much controlled play the whole time. Uh, some Wild fans would say, oh, it was pretty close. I mean, Dubnik kept you in it, but, I mean, I think up and down, the Jets just dominate. I mean, they probably looked like the best team in the first round. Hell yeah, fucking right. That's my team. Go, Jets, go. Uh, moving on, one that we neither of us called. I had Kings in seven. You had Kings in four. The Las Vegas Golden Knights sweep. Um, Mark Andre Fleury had a lot of hate for him at the beginning of the year, but I think at this point it's kind for me to like suck my suck up my pride a little bit and just be like, you know, he he proved me wrong. And on 130 shots in the first round, he stopped 127. It's a 977 save percentage. Uh, another thing that I took away, they kept showing this like picture of Drew Doughty saying, and there's no way at the end of the year this team will be better than us. I mean, that's a really rough look to get swept by a team that you said that about. Yeah, I mean, I think Drew Doughty's a great defenseman. I think he's terrible at talking shit. I always, I always look back to that one video that people think is awesome where he's calling Patty Maroon a loser. Like, you're a loser. Like, you're a fourth liner. Like, how old are you? Something like that. I don't know, man. Like, Doughty, like, you... I don't think he played that great. I mean, the Kings, the Kings can't score goals when you're like count on Adrian Kempty to like bang them in. Like you're having serious issues. I, I thought I was really disappointed. I mean, I'm not pumped that the Knights won the series. I've already cried about that like 15 times. But I just, I thought the Kings didn't show up at all. I mean, how how do you have a goalie with Quick who had like a 980 save percentage too, and he team fucking lost like. What, did you think the Kings were really pathetic? Are you on? So I think that's the side question, really, on this series. Did you think the Kings were just pathetic, or do you think the Knights looked really good? I think the Knights are like a, a really well coached team. Like they don't have a ton of talent, but like I, I consider them a line filled or a team filled with like second and third liners throughout their entire lineup. Even like down to the defense, like Nate Schmidt isn't like a fucking household name. Neither is Derek Anglin, but. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, man, they, they fucking did what they had to do. I think the fact that the Kings not scoring goals, I mean, that sucks. They they played really well defensively, but, I mean, Vegas, Vegas was the better team, right? And I don't know if it's because of, like, how well they played or if it, maybe the Kings just ran into a thing where they can't score goals. I don't I don't know how they were this year. I thought in the playoffs they were talking about how the Kings have been doing better at that, looking at, like, Kopitar and Dustin Brown stats and shit like that. But uh, it, I was disappointed in the Kings. And it, but I mean again defensively it was good. I thought they if they banged the bodies a little bit more. They normally the Kings are a type of like team that like try to bully the other team. And if they can like really start to get that going, I think you get in their head. And I think Vegas would have been a perfect team to like do that too. They just didn't do it. I guess. I don't think they could skate with them. The other thing you mentioned them. I just have to bring this up because it blows my mind that Derek Anglin's like riding around Las Vegas getting like police escorts and he's like playing big minutes in the playoffs like. I think that's the craziest story with Vegas. I just always felt on those Penguins teams in the playoffs, like, defenseman goes down, they put Englund in, and, like, your whole team's, like, fucking dumping in Englund's corner. Like, let's work <laughs> this guy all game. So, like, I, I mean, that one really blows my mind. I know he somewhat plays sheltered minutes, but he seems to be out there against top lines, too, at the same time. I, Derek Englund being, like, 36 years old and being, like, a rallying point for a team that just swept another team in the first round is insane. Yeah, and, I mean, it also goes back to the story about how, like, I mean, earlier this year, that Vegas stupid sh- shooting bullshit, and like now, look at what they're doing. I think special moment out there for the for Knights fans. Am I convinced? I'm starting to get there. If if they take it to the Sharks, so they'll play next round, and like they beat the Sharks, then I'll probably be a believer. But a little bit more, a little bit more for me. 
Bring it on to the next series, Duck Sharks. Uh, the Sharks swept. The Anaheim Ducks look like shit, dude. Like, not a single person really played with any sort of spunk or pizzazz. I mean, the Sharks are just loaded with, like, fast third-line players that are just, like, wheeling and dealing. Evander Kane's played sick. Chris Tierney's, like, a really, like, favorite player of mine now, which is really weird. I think he plays fucking awesome. Uh, and then, I mean, you have Logan Tour, and they did all this without Joe Thornton, which, I mean, I think if this game, this series went deeper, maybe he would have played, but the fact that Joe Thorne gets even more rest and hopefully comes back next series, that's an added bonus. Marn Jones looked all right. He let in a couple of really weird goals, soft goals, but he got the job done. What do you have on the Sharks? Yeah, I mean, a part of you wants to just, like, be negative again and just point, like, wow, the Ducks fucking sucked, but... Sharks looked really impressive. You're right. I mean, they have all those guys. They have the Milkman, dude. Melker Carlson. Donskoy. I mean, they have all these, like, funky European college players on their bottom six that play well. Thornton comes back. That's going to be a huge issue. I I mean, looking ahead, I know I hate on the Knights, but that's a tough matchup for them because that's a Sharks team that can skate up and down the ice with you, but at the same time, they have so many scores. So that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, Kessler, Perry are trash now. I think everyone can say that. And it's, I've always hated on Ryan Kessler, even though he, like, cries. I never hated on that. I don't know why I brought that up. But he just, you can tell that he's just done. He's toast. Like, his body is not responding to his mind anymore. Perry is, like, kind of just an irrelevant rat. Getzloff still puts up points, and he's all right. And I think uh, Ricard Raquel... He's like he. I know he's young. He's like 23, 24, But I feel like he's more of a guy who needs a gets laugh to be playing out of his mind for him to produce at the same time. So, I, I ducks were a lot of people's favorites at the beginning of the year. So to see him get swept like that's kind of crazy. Sharks look good. Yeah. I think the shark. I think the one of the points that we were really wrong on on this podcast when we made our playoff predictions that neither team out of this series would be relevant because I think the sharks are definitely a relevant team. Uh, okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think he kind of nailed it with Perry and Kessler. They were talking how Kessler got surgery in the offseason, maybe brushed it back a little bit too early. Perry hasn't, I mean, he really hasn't been that great for, what, the last two years. I think Ryan Getzlav is one of, the, like, the most fun people to watch in the NHL. The guy's fucking awesome. If he was on an East Coast team, like, like Penguins, like, Rangers, uh, Blackhawks, Bruins, any of those, he'd be a fucking face of the NHL. He's so good. Um, Raquel, I agree with that. And the one thing that, so we just talked about how good the Sharks were, and we didn't even mention Brent Burns. So, like, that's how good the Sharks have been in the series. I feel like normally in the past, like, they would, they would need, like, a Brent Burns to do something. I don't really think he did much in that series. So, um, that was Western Conference. <laughs> Moving on, Eastern Conference, Penn's Flyers. Uh, the Flyers beat the Penguins today. I did not see that coming at all. Um, Neuvrith was in the net. Which, I mean, that's pretty much family stuff with Racco Gudis going on now. Um, I, I mean, did, did they have any shot beating the Penguins? Would this not be the coolest thing ever? I don't think there's not a shot it happens, but. I just, like, don't. Like, this series, I just am waiting for it to end. Like, it feels like we're just delaying, like, yeah. the inevitable. Like, the Penguins will win game six, probably. I mean, I guess you tip your hat to the Flyers. I Couturier came back. Couturier looked great for coming back from injury. I mean, obviously he's banged up. He didn't really miss a step. He gets that deflection off Dumoulin, who's yelling at his fucking shin pad, acting like his shin pad did something wrong. Uh, can the Flyers really rally, though? I mean, when we watched, so we watched the game yesterday. I think it was game five. It's just like watching Brandon Manning play in the playoffs is pretty pathetic. I know Ked hates Michael Roffel. Mm-hmm. 
I, the Flyers team. Michael I mean, Rothel sucks, dude. He sucks. You cannot have that guy playing top four minutes in the playoffs and expect to beat the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins. Ah, the thing is, though, is like the Pittsburgh Penguins are winning games right now with like Brian Rat Rust. Like wraparounds, like it makes no sense. Like that's what they do. Yeah, but I, the Penguins like going like they have the top heavy two lines right now. They don't really have three deep. What do you mean? Their third line's like Brassard, Kessel, and Haglin. No, it's not. Their third line right now is uh, it's fucking Brassard, Sheary, and Rust. It's still pretty good. Brassard, Bras- Sheary, and Rust. Brassard, do you think Brassard's a second line center? Yes. Okay, and Sheary. I mean, when he plays for Crosby, I guess you can consider him a first-line player, but he's probably a second-line player. I, I'm, I don't think you're giving them enough credit depth-wise. I just don't think it's exactly the same as what it once was, like, the two years prior. I honestly think that's, like, a dramatic drop, and I don't see that line performing all the way through the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. I, I think they're getting a little cocky. They have, like, Simone's playing with Crosby. I know Crosby can make anybody score, but, like, I... I don't know, man. I, I actually have my doubts about this Penguins team, but it's not because of the Flyers. It's not because of the Flyers. Okay. All right, so <laughs> the Flyers have nothing to do with my doubts. Like. So uh, I think Penguins wrap it up next game. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, uh, Columbus, Washington, after the Jackets went up 2-0, the Washington Capitals have battled back to make it uh, 3-2. Going in there, Ovechkin said that they'd be coming back to Washington. That's exactly what happened. Uh, Backstrom scoring overtime tonight. Uh, after the game, Torrella guaranteed a game six. I think that's hilarious. Uh, I think there was more into him doing that and, like, taking the shit off his players as well. Uh, I don't know. Uh, pretty disappointing that the, the Jackets couldn't pick up a win after winning two games in a row. Isn't this the Blue Jackets, though? I think everyone got blinded by the fact that it was the Capitals. This is the Capitals round. This is the first round. I mean, they're living for these dramatics. Up and down. Um, I've... I don't know, man, but, like, the Blue Jackets have never done it. Like, they've never gotten the job done. Like, today, they let up. Uh, Backstrom gets the tip in front of the net, but, like, it just seems like the Blue Jackets can't finish. And I, the Torts, Torts guaranteeing a game, I, I don't, I mean, you kind of have to at this point. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, if they lose, like, n- not everyone's going to be like, oh, old takes exposed. Like, let that fire. Speaking of old takes exposed, this is, like, a huge theme that I talked with Ked about earlier today. The people who are saying, and this used to be me, like my mind has completely changed on this, ride the hot goalie. Like this was the year of not riding the hot goalie whatsoever. <laughs> like Kincaid, you rode him. He had like the worst save percentage in the playoffs. Snyder came in and like looked so much better. Gave the Devils a chance to win. Uh, Grubauer, like did we really think Grubauer was going to have a great seven-game series? Like this isn't... Yaroslav Halak going on a tear again. It's fucking Grubauer. Dude, I heard people comparing the grubauer Holby thing to, like, the Marc-Andre Fleury-Brian uh, Murray thing. How, like, is, is Holby, like, could you get rid of him because Grubauer's around? I actually heard people say that. Like, are you fucking kidding me, man? It's Brian Holby. And now Hol- what's Holby doing? He's winning the series for them. So, right. And, like, Holby obviously has his flaws, but, like, you don't... I don't know. It just kind of seems like riding the hot goalie obviously is the right thing to do. Like in the heat of the moment, but at the same time, it's like you're going to just let Braden Holpe sit there for game one and two because series could be wrapped up possibly if he started it. Yeah. I, I Do you do you end up having the Caps win this all or no? Yeah, I do have them. I had them in six, so, I mean, I could be right on the money with that bad boy. All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, we're going to move on to kind of a segue you already kind of talked about, the Bolts and the Devils. 
Tampa Bay Lightning takes it home 4-1. Michael Grabner's a healthy scratch. Keith Kincaid gets sent back to the East Coast League. Uh, was it Kyle Palmieri? I mean, he's around, but not really around what he scored today. Sick, dude. Sick playoff goal. Um, Pavel Zaka, I thought he was supposed to be good. <laughs> Andy Green, I'm all set. This was this was so awesome to see. Um I think it kind of just – I mean, Taylor Hall had six points in four games. Taylor Hall is clearly not the issue. There's not enough premier guys on New Jersey. Nico, he sure uh, was the first round. Yeah, how'd that work out for you guys? Uh, I'm just – I'm real happy about this. The Devils had that uh, good luck to the Rangers, their golfing thing, game – what was it, game three at third place, which is a fucking real weird move. Do you you think so? Did you see that, like, on the Jumbotron? It was uh, Rangers or golfing or some shit like that, game three against the Lightning. Do we have that much real estate in their head that they need to like put that up in the playoffs? I just, I didn't think of it like that, dude. I, I mean, I kind of seemed like, what year was it? How long ago were the Devils in the Cup final? Because that was actually a thing. Uh, it's yeah. like 2013, 2014. I think Devils fans thought that this team had the same feel, but like, guess what? Steven Gianna wasn't coming out of that locker room this time around. So I mean. 2012. 2012. I mean, that was weird when the Devils went on that run. Uh, it kind of felt like the Devils might have that kind of momentum where the East just crumbles and somehow the New Jersey Devils like slide on through and everyone's like, why am I watching the Devils in the Stanley Cup Finals? But the Bolts, I think, show they're the better team. Every time there's like a scare. I mean, the Devils played them close. It seemed like they're always tying it up. It's too many weapons on... The Bolts, I mean, when Kalorn and Johnson are scoring and then you have to factor in Kucherov, <sighs> I, it's really tough, dude. They're such a great team. And the other thing that I wanted to talk about, did you see Hedman spear someone in the nuts? Yeah. Did you think that was a Victor Hedman move? Uh, he's kind of an asshole, man. I, they played the Rangers a couple times this year. You know, Zuko doesn't like back down from anybody. Hedman was giving it right back to him. You would think like a guy like that wouldn't. So, like, I can see him have, like, kind of, like, I'm an asshole vibe to him, which is sick. I love that. I think he's a good player, dude, but something bugs me about him now, and I can't figure it out. I think it's his haircut. I think it's his straight hair. Yeah. Do you think he straightens it? No. He doesn't straighten it. He puts product in it, dude. I don't know, man. I kind of get that, like. You get his haircut? No, I get why that bothers you. Headman? Yeah, because it's not really all that great. I, you know what? I don't think it's a haircut. I think it's the picture that they use. Like, when they're like, Victor Hedman, you know, they always have, like, a picture of him with, like, a stat line. The picture he took this year, he looks like a fucking idiot. So maybe that's what it is. <sighs> Dude, he looks like he's galloping down the ice. Like, it's like, he looks like a thoroughbred against a bunch of fucking dogs. It's it really pisses me is, off. Dude. He's a fucking sick player. <sighs> I don't know. Damn it. All right, uh, last series... Toronto-Boston. Uh, Bees are up 3-2 right now, but they just lost on home ice to the Leafs. Uh, so takeaways from this game. I guess Kadri came back to the lineup. I think he had two assists. Pretty sure he had two assists. Uh, he played great. He didn't have to answer any sort of bell, which I thought was weird. Uh, old Bruins teams, I think, would have done something about it. Uh, the first line of, of the Bruins, they were there, but, I mean, I saw them. They were definitely on the ice. The fr- I think they were minus two. Maybe. I know they were on the ice for two of the goals against. Uh, if I'm a Bruins fan, I'm pretty pumped about my fourth line's chipping in, though. Those guys fucking played real well tonight. Any sort of established forecheck kind of came from those guys, I would say. Uh, two Gagak pulled, so you know Haggerty is probably fucking somewhere cranking it. Um, Kudobin played well. Uh, I mean, Freddie Anderson, both games the Maple Leafs have won. Freddie Anderson, I think, has been the best player in both of those games. Would you agree with that or no? 
Yeah, which is weird. He played because, awesome. Because for some reason, people have been acting like Freddie Anderson's been playing like shit. Like, game one and two, he got left hung out to dry all game long. Like, what the fuck was he supposed to do? Freddie Anderson has not been the problem for Toronto. Not at all. That guy's awesome. <sighs> I mean, dude, I mean, as a Bruins fan, I really wish we came out and, like, kind of established some dominance. Home ice, game five, like, the crowd was jacked up. They didn't. They didn't really bring that energy. It seemed like they wanted to play a more conservative game, which is not their style. So that kind of pissed me off. Just moving forward, I mean, bad start. Tuca didn't have his best game, obviously. Gets pulled, which like I don't remember. I honestly don't remember the last time I saw Bruins goalie get pulled. It must have been it's been like five years. So I, in the playoffs, I should fucking preface that. I, I I think Toronto's figured out a little bit. Not how to beat the Bruins, but I, they have that confidence. The one thing I will say that makes me feel really confident, though, as a Bruins fan, is third period, I mean, the Leafs really sat back. I mean, the Bruins ended up, like, doubling them up in shots. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the Leafs didn't want to, like, answer. They just wanted to kind of rope-a-dope until the buzzer ran out. So, I mean, going in game six, that's going to be super interesting. Is Bergeron actually injured? I thought it was a weird game. Like, I noticeably Bergeron not too hot on the draws. Um, that's... I don't know. I'm, like, very confused right now. So this might be too soon because I'm just talking in circles because I can't really digest that game yet. What do you think is going to happen in game six, Kev? Um, that, that, was, that was a really weird game. You were right about the third period. The Bruins were all over them. I think it just kind of goes back to, so, what was it? They won game They won game three, right? The Leafs won game three. Yeah. So game three, there was a save that he made on Pasternak. You remember that? It was, like, cross-ice fucking dove over got it i think with his stick right and then tonight's game there was another state like that was that on Pasternak too where he went over and he kind yeah, of yeah it was yeah so i mean those and those both happened when it was a one goal game i'm pretty sure so i mean how often do goalies make those saves so like you guys are on him it's just anderson fucking played lights out uh he needs to do that for you guys to win and all you guys got to do is win one of the next two games i just i still have i still have you guys winning um I, I do, however, think it's going to go back to Boston. Oh, shit. Yeah. B's in seven, which is not what I thought was going to happen. So, uh, that what, what do you have? Bruins in six. Bruins in six. All right, cool. So, that was the NHL News playoff segment. Now we're going to do Twitter questions. Yeah. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. All right, Twitter questions. Here we go. Ming Mon Life. Really enjoying the podcast, thanks. I was doing some reading recently about Seattle and other expansion bids, and it got me thinking. You are the new NHL commissioner. What changes do you make to the existing team's markets? No rules. Do you move the Islanders to that empty stadium in Quebec City and bring back to Nordiques? Move the Coyotes or Panthers just to expand to Nova Scotia and Saskatchewan? Would you consider adding a second team to the Toronto market and naming them the Pioneers after all the Leafs bandwagon fans? Shots fired. Um... I kind of like this question. This isn't bad. I'm taking the New York Islanders and I'm moving them as fucking far as way possible. Give them to the KHL or whatever. Just fucking disembody that franchise. See you later. I think she brings up a good point here, and I kind of thought about this. So, obviously, there's more teams in the United States, right? I get that. But fans-wise, selling tickets, wouldn't it make sense to build a giant arena throughout Canada and, like, make them NHL teams? Would that not work? Because doesn't everybody in Canada love hockey? Yeah, I don't really uh, have a great answer for this, but I know the answer is the economy. Okay. <laughs> it has something to do with the translation, the currency exchange between like the Looney Tooney and the U.S. dollar bill. I don't, I can't get into details, but I know that's the issue. 
<laughs> of what? Of the whole thing? Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like Canada. Like, no, I think this, I think we're just supposed to kind of have like fun with this thing, dude. I know. I was just letting you know. Like, that was you were asking me a question of why they don't do that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't. <sighs> I think the second team to Toronto would be fucking insane. I mean, I think when you look when you look at it at the end of the day, like so- Southern markets, some work, some don't. Like, the, it's absolutely worked in some places. Tampa works. Uh, San Jose. San Jose works. Vegas works. So, it's not all failures, but, like, Hurricanes, see you later. You're out of there. Uh, Panthers, smell you later. And Coyotes, see you never. I could do without those three franchises in my life. They bring nothing to the table year after year other than 10,000 people in the fucking crowd and, like, sometimes a push for an eight seed. So, mm-hmm. I... I think those teams, like, if you put them in a Canadian market, fine. Seattle needs to be a team, I think. So Seattle's obviously going to get one, and then you can move. I don't hate Quebec City. I don't know, man. That's the thing. Canada just have enough big cities. I'm sure you could create, like, tons of, like, Green Bay situations where it's, like, a small town. Yeah, but that's my thing. It may not have, like, tons of big cities, but I think if you built, like, a hockey team in, like, a random, like, all right size city in Canada, I think a lot of people are going to go to it. Yeah, for sure. I think it's the exchange rate, dude. <laughs> it's the economy. All right, thanks, Ming Mong Life. Love the name. Uh, next question, Ryan O'Connell. What's up, OC? Question, with Torts calling a Game 6 win, do you think they take the Series in 7? Kind of went over this a little bit earlier. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just going to re- rebuttal again with no. I don't think so. I think um, <sighs> Torts has been too busy just petting his dogs at the dog park and fucking throwing the tennis ball around. <laughs> And now he's in a hole, so he's trying to get back for game six. I mean, it's a classic Torts. You know Torts is, I do, he's threatening people in the locker room right now. Thomas Vanek's scared for his life. <laughs> Brandon Dubinsky's like, I've seen this shit like 15 times. Yeah, so. calm down, Tom. It's right. Right. Dude, okay. I, I think that's probably how it goes is like right now, like after the games, Torts is going into the locker room and like taking like the whiteboard and throwing it off the wall and just threatening everybody and telling them how much they suck. And then, like, as soon as he leaves the locker room, Dubinsky's like, it's all right, guys. Okay. <laughs> he'll, he'll, get, he'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I love Torrance, man. He would be, like, an awesome WWE character. Right. Just, like, his whole setup, like, yeah. like pretending to answer conferences and just, like, shitting on people. Um, I don't know. Where, where's Game 6 going to be? Game 6 is going to be in Columbus. So, Maybe. Maybe they can force a game seven. I, I, I want as many game sevens as I want, so or as I can get. Yeah, you've been pushing heavy on game sevens. Um, NYR talk. What's with all the suspensions in the playoffs this year? I think this is kind of like everybody's fucking really ratcheted up. The intensity is higher than normal, right? I mean, I know that's not a funny answer or whatever, but that, I think that's honestly what it is. Yeah, I think like the play gets faster and it gets better and everyone's going 110%. There's emotion. I think I think like when you're just playing at a fast speed, twenty four seven, you're gonna clock some guys in the head by accident. Like the one issue, I don't really want to act like this is an issue because I know headshots seem to go. It just seems like whenever they're not sure right now, they're just like, "Yeah, you get one game." Like it doesn't really seem like they're thinking about it. It just seems like if if they're on the fence, you're in a fucking game. So maybe I shouldn't hate that because maybe they're actually moving towards. Like actually having like a plan you can see, but I just think it's the headshot thing. It's Will Smith made that movie about concussions, and now we're all fucking really scared about it. Okay, um, Miss Allie, here's a question: Why does my team, the Penguins, always choke when they need to seal the deal? 
Miss Alley, I don't know where you've been the last two years, but your Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup the last two years, so I don't know when they're choking. Uh, I feel like they've sealed the deal decently well over the last couple of years. What do you have on this album? Yeah, I mean, when you've won, like, three Stanley Cups, not only have you won three Stanley Cups, you just randomly won the Sidney Crosby lottery. Like, that was so random when Mario Lemieux, like, didn't say anything to the NHL, and then the franchise was saved. It's just so random. So I, like, has it been that tough? That like, has it been that tough? That's what I'm saying. Is like, I I respect it though. I do she's, too. She's she's a pissed off fan, and I totally get it. I, but your pens don't choke. What they've lost? What one one two games in the playoffs to the Philly Flyers? Like, it's life's not that bad right now. I just remember like around the year 2006, there was like this wave where there were these like teenage hockey players were like oh, the Penguins are about to rebuild. I'm going to be a Penguins fan. Like, that was such a strong movement. And, like, I and I am not calling you this at all, Miss Allie. Like, I don't take this directly at you. I'm just curious, how many of them actually, like, stuck it out, you think? Because, like, they went – the Penguins did go through that cold spell, but do you think, like, the people who, as soon as Crosby went there, were like, I'm a Penguins fan, do you think the majority of them lasted? Yeah. Yeah. And you get to watch Sidney Crosby, dude. He's been the best player in the league for the last – However many years. It wasn't like it really took them that long to win with Crosby either. It's just so, like, watching every game, dude, and there's no more Kunitz and Dupuis out there. Matt Cullen. Scuderi's not blocking shots. Or is he? <laughs> yeah. Dude, okay. I have no idea. Scuderi's blocking a shot somewhere. He might be on the roster. That might have been the dumbest thing I ever said. There's no way Matt Scuderi's on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow, I take Scuderi. it all back. Oh, oh boy, it's, it's uh, 12.51 in the morning right now, so that, that could be it. Uh, shout, shout out to Skidari's brother, who we got to hang out with a little bit. Guy was a fucking beauty. Um, and then the last one, I think this is Baby Buffs, I'm pretty sure. If not, sorry. Who do you have in round two, the uh, Preds or the Jets? Um, I mean, it's a little premature, but, I mean, I, Jets, are, Jets are winning the Cup. Go Jets, go. Oh, man, yeah, I... <sighs> This is really hard. I mean, obviously I just said the Jets have been the best team in the first round, and I also have hated on the Predators in the previous podcast because Matt Irwin and Alexei Yamlin basically is my huge issue. I would probably take the Preds, though. I think just based off of what happened last year, I think they're a more battle-proven team. <laughs> but, I mean, that series, I mean, that could go either way. I could I could see the Predators winning in seven games and Colton Sisson scoring like three shorthanded goals in game seven, or I could also see like the Jets sweeping in four. So I dude, I mean that's gonna be such a great series. Obviously we are jumping ahead, like thoughts and prayers to Bizdev Dale and his avalanche. Hopefully they make it through, but I that's gonna be a sick series. I, I I don't think I would be really curious to see what the Vegas odds are on that, just because I I don't know how you can pick a favorite. Um Couple things. One that may not have been my boy Baby Left, that could have been Scotty Die. Two, us Jets fans love being underdogs. So if you don't believe in us, like we're just gonna fucking give her a <laughs> Jets fans you. can't pull the underdog. Card. Yes, they can. What do you mean they can't, dude? Just because we're fucking sick. This is the first yeah. year we've been good. <laughs> yeah, you literally just answered it. You were like, "Oh, we can't the underdogs because we're sick." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the yeah. first year we've been sick, and also I'm, this is like a kind of a PSA thing to you. I wouldn't watch anything pregame of that series because you know the talk about that series is who has the better home barn. Yeah, that's going to be really annoying. I feel like there's going to be some baby. chance. Whiteout. 
the Predators are just, like, teeing up. They're just like, when can we play Let It Be? Like, please let there be a challenged call. Like, I, we need this so bad. Like, people are thinking, like, the Jets have a whiteout. We need Let It Be to be playing oh, ASAP. Yeah, and you know those You know those people are like, yeah, the team rallies behind us when we do this. There's nothing better than when you just want to watch a hockey game and you see Brad Paisley plugging in his acoustic guitar before <laughs> to do the Star yeah, Spangled Banner. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, also, two things to take away from the Pred series. There was one uh, goalie interference call that wasn't called on Pekarenic by the abs, which made no sense. And then Nick Benino uh, goes off his leg, goes in the net. They say no goal for a kicking motion, and they call it back. The refs have been fucking brutal in the playoffs. That's kind of all I have on that one. So uh, moving on, now we're going to get into our uh, Patty B. Hotline. Hey, this is the Patty B. Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thanks, Pat. All right, here we go. Hey, Morning Skate, Patty B. here. All right, I got a good question for you guys. So far in the playoffs, who do you think has the best playoff beard? Or what would you define the playoff beard as? One, growing a playoff beard into the playoffs and growing a beard into the playoffs? Or one starting fresh and then growing the beard or other? Um, later, guys. Bye. <laughs> All right, Pat. Uh, decent question, man. So, I mean, the best beard... And it's hard not to argue with, like, a Brent Burns-type player just because it's fucking so prevalent in his thing. I'm kind of a believer... Okay, this is what I believe and this is what I do. I believe that you need to go into the playoffs clean-shaven and then grow a beard. I believe that because that's what a playoff beard is, right? It's a beard, like, that's supposed to be designed for the playoffs. Having said that, I can't grow a beard that fast, so I probably would at least go in with a little bit of stubble, like a little base layer kind of going into it because by the end of the time, I, I don't know if I'm going to have one. And maybe an other thing, I know that we like the beards. I would be fucking more than fine with just mustaches. Playoff stashes would be sick. So, right? Wouldn't that be cool? Stash season? Yeah. I. So, this is a huge turn for me in my thoughts on playoff beards. My whole life, I've been kind of, I've. I guess I've been a playoff beard hardo. I mean, I've just really appreciated big, thick beards. I can't grow a beard for shit. And I'm 25 and. My whole life, I've been saying, oh, like, I'll just get older and it'll get better. And it'll just get older. It's like puberty's not coming anytime soon. So, I, like, I'm kind of okay. I'm okay with anybody who's just rocking whatever the fuck they can do. I, I appreciate the guys who have, like, two different colored facial hairs and, like, it's patchy. And, like, they've got, like, chin whiskers out the ass. Like, if that's all you can rock, but you're rocking it, that's fine. If you have patches all over your face that look like someone's super good pubes to it, it's cool with me. I will say, uh, you the mustache thing was really interesting. It brought me to the idea, what if a team just, like, they all went clean-shaven. They were just bicking their faces. They bicked everything. They shaved every ounce of hair off their body before and after every game, and they were just, like... We're getting some weird we're shit We're just now. right out of it. Okay, they can keep everything, but if they were clean-shaven on their faces, they all shaved. Like, anti-playoff beards? Like, fuck the beard? But, like, it's, but in a sense, it's their own little tradition. Like, you know who should do that? The Capitals. Like, the beards haven't been working. If I was the Capitals, like, and I won, like, the Eastern Conference Finals, I would take that trophy and shove it up my butt as far as I could, dude, because I would, I would want that thing, like, for as long as possible. Like, touch it. Like, that's what I would do. Like, now everyone's like, don't touch it. I'd be like, come on, everyone, like, get over here, touch it. Like, they should, like, if you are a broken franchise and you have this run, like, I think, fuck it. 
Start your own little tradition. Because then, <laughs> can you imagine the 30 for 30 on the team that was shaving and they won the cup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that going off the rails. <laughs> All right, and then uh, next. Hey, guys. Proud to be here. All right, I got two comments for you guys. All right, number one, kid, you got your wish. The Devils are golfing, so now you can, well, be happy. I am happy, And now, yeah, I went to the Leafs watch party. I was happy. Drank a lot of beer, ate a lot of poutine, and watched the Bruins lose. I mean, Bruins win, my bad. Um, So, yeah, you guys got both your wishes this podcast. Be happy. Peace. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, thanks, Pat, dude. It wasn't really a question, but (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, Just a couple things. Uh, Pat, listen, I... when you call, you can leave more than one question in one voicemail, so we don't have to have, like, fucking four or five separate ones. We do appreciate you calling in. Number one fan. Uh, speaking of fans, I sent out a bunch of stickers to people who uh, responded to the Twitter and just kind of been around. Shout out for being the day one, guys. Appreciate it. Like, Seth, Baby Buffs, uh, Patty B, Jim Sanderson, Jim Big Daddy, this one's for you. So, also, if you guys get a chance, man... Head to our Facebook or our iTunes and give us, like, a review and a rating. We're really trying to fucking spruce that up. Uh, some guy gave us a rating the other day, which was actually – he gave us a three, which wasn't really that pumped about. But he said that we knew, like, hockey in terms of, like, Northeast teams. But other than that, like, he pretty much said we should name our podcast to the Rangers Bruins podcast. And for that, if other people feel like that, I apologize. We're going to try to get better on shit like that. But that's the type of reviews that we need. Give us honest reviews, but instead of the three, give us the five because that's where we're at. That's – iTunes or Facebook. And if you guys do it, let me know. Maybe I'll send you a fucking sticker. Anyway, moving on from the Patty B hotline, we're now going to jump into our Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. <laughs> All right. Dom Moore, here on Zero. Uh, Hal, take it away, man. What do you got this week? Yeah, Hero of the Week, Darius Kasparitis. Uh, I, one, I thought he was Russian. But he's playing in, like, the qualifying games for, like, the World Cup for Team Lithuania at age 45. Him and uh, Daniel Zubris are on that squad together. I can't imagine. Can you imagine playing for some team? Like, you're on Team Japan's, like, international squad. And, like, you're like, oh, we're going to play another country with a bunch of losers. And then you go out there and Darius Kasparaitis is just, like, doing hard C cuts at, like, center ice and warm-ups. I'd be like, oh, my God. (laughs) So... I think that's sweet. Kasparite is still playing. No, I, Darius Kasparite is one of my favorite Rangers, man. There, there's that one commercial with him and Bobby Granger, and he comes over and lays up Bobby Granger. I love that because I've never been a Bobby Granger guy or a Dancing Larry guy. Very random. I know that's to the Rangers. Never a fucking big fan of either of those. But shout out to Casper, man. I wish there were more defensemen in the league like him. He was small. He wasn't really all that offensive. When he scored, he'd freak out, and he, he laid the body around. So. Um, do you want to do your zero? You want to do your zero? Yeah. Okay. This is, I don't know how this is going to be received. Miss Patty is my zero of the week. Miss Patty's a first grade teacher. She's a diehard Bolts fan. Uh, she went to either a game one or two and she got hit in the head of the puck. Uh, that sucks. It's unfortunate and I'm not making fun of that in any situation. Here's my issue. Miss Patty is now like lawyered up and like going to sue the NHL because she got hit in the head of the puck. Listen. I know NHL pucks are fast. I know they're violent. You got like five seconds to figure it out. Like if you're following the play and you get hit, one, it says on the back of like your ticket, it's like you can get hit with a puck and you can't sue us. Two, every like 15 minutes, we're like, fans, watch out for pucks. Three, get out of the way. (laughs) 
I, I feel bad that she's going through what she's going through and she's injured. Like, seriously, I don't think that part's funny. I just think, like, like don't, like, why are you suing the NHL, Miss Patty? Yeah, I agree with that, man. Um, <laughs> just a couple things for Miss Patty. You can't say you're a diehard Bolts fan if you end up suing the Bolts. That just that doesn't make sense. You're taking money out of your own team's pocket. Having said that, I'm looking at a picture of her right now, and she got fucked up, man. Uh, maybe wait to sue until after the season's over. For the cut, co- yeah, I guess. If, man. Like, I feel like if you, if you guys get a chance, check out this picture, man. Her head got fucked up. Like, maybe that is pretty serious, where she kind of needs to get that fixed. I mean, it looks pretty bad. And if that's the case, wait until the the cup is like over with. Like, don't be doing that. That's another storyline. The players aren't gonna like you, Miss Patty. So, um, I hope you feel better. That that doesn't look good, <laughs> Miss Patty. Miss Patty. All right. So, <laughs> my hero of the week. Goes to John John Amarante, passed away eighty three. He was a New York Rangers uh, national anthem singer. Guy was the man, dude. He, he he would remind you if you had an Italian family, like a little Italian grandpa running around. He was sweet. He was old. It took so much effort for him to throw out like one of those towels and wave it around, and I just respected it. Um, it sucks. I mean, I when I went to the Rangers playoff game a couple years ago, he was there. It was electric. And I mean, I even remember like watching on TV because there are some teams that have players or guys that do that, like Bruins, Rene Rancor, right? Does he do every game? Yeah, every home game. See, Amarone a couple years ago, he, I don't know if he got fired or like quit or some shit like that, but he only kind of does big games. And there'll be a big game on and he's not doing it. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I know this girl's giving it her all, but like, I'd rather have Amarone. So now it sucks that he's not there anymore. So here of the week, John Amarone, dude. Yeah, I think it's rest in peace. I think it's big when you have a. You have, like, a guy mm-hmm. or girl that is your anthem singer. But, like, when you have, like, the worst is when you're, like, watching another team's anthem. And it's, like, and she finished 17th on The Voice in 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please welcome Atlantic Records' new singer. It's, like, dude, this is girl's going to, like, end up, like, Daughtry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it sucks, though. Yeah, rest in peace. Also, I feel like the better anthem singers are, like, older people. That's well. I like the I like the older people renditions of the anthem rather than like the new like who's the guy that kind of looks like Rascal Flatts? Is it the Penguins guy or the Flyers guy? He's like he's really good, but it's just kind of like it's a little bit too much for me. There has to be a market though for like guys who do Broadway and also like hockey. I'm not sure how big that market is, but if there's like a dude who like is like a singer, like and that a job opens up. If I was like 35 years old, I would snap on that because that's like 40 years of work and you just sing at hockey games like i feel like if you're the guy who's doing 40 home games you're at least making like 40k yeah like i don't know man like that's retirement (laughs) yeah i get a cabin in the woods somewhere some probably afford some satellite tv even though when it rains it doesn't work that well (laughs) (laughs) like it's sick (laughs) (laughs) all right uh yeah (laughs) i guess man uh zero of the week anson carter this guy's a fucking loser so after the uh, after Vegas swept LA, Jr. was talking about how uh, he he couldn't believe that they won that many games. How he thought that all they could win was twenty, which is like pretty outlandish statement right there. So I was already, I respect it though, dude, because yeah, that's but, him being honest. Yeah, but your fucking ears perk up when you hear that, right? Like, oh, 20 games. So like my I had the TV had my undivided attention, and Anson Carter comes out of the fucking woodwork with him saying that he thought that Vegas was going to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. Which, I mean, this is a bold-faced lie, man. Carlson had, what, 40? Almost, did he have 40? 46? Yeah. Yeah. It's a shit ton of goals, dude. Real deal, Neil. Marc-Andre Fleury's playing the fucking best hockey he's played in, like, the longest time. 
I, I mean, fuck this guy. I'm so over Anson Carter and his stupid fucking MSG show, which, like, if it's, like, if my dad leaves the TV on and it's on, I immediately turn it off because I don't want to give them any sort of ratings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just out here trying to see if, like, we can get, like, a season prediction from Anson Carter at some point. I, I'm very curious, like... To see if he really believes that at the time of the beginning of the season, he's like, this team's going to do something. Yeah. He definitely would have heard about that. He definitely pulled, like, the classic journalist move where, like, ah, fuck, who's a good example? Who's a guy who does, like, every NHL show? Who's someone that, EJ Heratic? Okay. I feel like if EJ Heratic went on five different hockey shows during the day, he could tell every single radio show a different answer, and it's going to stick eventually. <laughs> like, I bet you Anson Carter was probably on Fly 92.3. It was the morning rush. They're like, oh, we got Anson Carter. Like, Anson, give us a prediction. He's probably like, the Golden Knights are going to be sick. He probably said it once on some throwaway radio station, dude. Like, you didn't predict that. No one predicted that. This is, like, on the grounds of... Vegas is, like, to me, and no one's ever going to agree with this, I think this is, like, just as big as, like, Leicester City. Remember when that team that had, like, a bajillion to one odds won, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the British... Oh, dude, I can't talk. I don't know. Soccer. I know what you're talking about. I know. But they were, like, a relegation team that, like, won it all, and it was, like, crazy odds. It was, like, 100,000 to one. Like, to me, this is the same exact thing. Like, this team didn't even exist last year. Yeah, that's that's a fact. Anson Carter. Yeah. Fuck you, Carter. All right, um, last one. We're going to do our three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. Um, so I'm up in Maine visiting Hal right now. We, For some reason, like baseball-like songs were brought up today. Um, like when you're going to the plate, what song will be going on? So our three stars of the week, we're going to pick three players, and I'm going to tell you three players. You're going to tell me three players, and – Right away, you have to give uh, what's their walk-up song. Okay. All right, do you want to go first or want me to go first? Uh, you go first. Franz Nielsen. Um, Franz Nielsen, just like from the hip? I don't know, Dancing Queen by ABBA? Okay, I, I could see that. I don't know. Is Franz Niels... Oh, is he Swiss, Swiss though? Franz Niels... If he was Swedish, I just nailed it on the head, but he's definitely Swiss. But I could see... Franz Nielsen, maybe like, I don't know, some late 80s, early 80s disco. Okay. I don't know. All right, fair enough. Uh, so I, what do I do? I have to give you a player? Yeah. Roman Pollock. Uh, with Arms Wide Open by Creed. <laughs> yeah. He seems like a Creed guy. Yeah, my like, I don't even know a song this band plays. I'm sorry if you're a fan. But I just, Nine Inch Nails was just screaming in my head. <laughs> Sounded like a sweet fan. Hell yeah. All right, uh, my second one, Garnet Hathaway. Garnet Hathaway would be like, so he's like kind of, he throws, he chucks, but he went to Brown, which is like an Ivy League school. His name's Garnet. So it would probably be like Pearl Jam probably. Okay. He definitely seems like someone who's been to a couple fish concerts. I Better man, uh, yeah, something, something along those lines. P- probably corduroy. <laughs> he definitely seems like a guy. I bet you, if you ask Garnett Hathaway what his favorite thing to wear on a crisp fall day is, it's probably corduroys. So. Yeah, I can't. I don't know where we're. Going I don't with disagree. That. Okay. Uh, so I need another goal, a player. Yeah, we're doing. How is this hard? <laughs> this is so hard for me. 
This is a tough one, man. I mean, there's so many people that just have such a clep ecleptic style, you know? Ecleptic. Yeah. So I'll go. <laughs> Yuri Hoodler. <laughs> Yuri Hoodler. Um, I'm not even in the league anymore. I'm pretty sure I got arrested this year. Do you know the song Always by uh, is it Saliva or Salvia? You know what song I'm talking <laughs> nice. about? It's like a fucking like rocker <laughs> thing, but it's like kind of soft. Yeah, I guess. Look, check that out. That that one didn't really nail home. All right, my last one, Ryan Miller, dude. What's Ryan Miller listening to when he walks up to the plate? I feel like he's like an Eagles guy, or he's listening to like Take It Easy, or like <laughs> Standing <laughs> on a Corner. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't know. I see Ryan Miller just kind of humming along, dude. Ryan Miller. Yeah. Do you think he's happy? Like he like moved to like the OC to like play hockey as a backup goalie while his girlfriend pretends to have an acting career. Yeah, dude. I think <laughs> I think I think Ryan Miller gave up when Lucic played him out. That sounds like a nightmare. Like, yeah, so like on one hand, you're like, oh, this guy like he carried Buffalo. Like it still sucked though. He went to Vancouver and he was never Roberto Luongo. Like it's kind of nice. He's just on the beach, but like. I mean, you really think about it, dude. His life sucks. Yeah, I think he gave up when he got hit by Lucic. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. No. Boy, one more for the one more for the kid, dude. Uh, I mean, there are so many great players that I could do that I just can't think of right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of someone that you really hate. Oh, Michael Roffle. Michael Roffle's walk-up song. Yeah. <sighs> Damn, dude. Probably like Adele or something like that. Dude, what the funny part was is when you had that blank period, I thought about it. I was like, Michael Roffle, like when they when it would be his turn to go up, they just wouldn't play a song. Yeah, just now batting Michael Roffle. Come on, class. Yeah. All right, guys. So that was the podcast this week. I uh, appreciate you guys coming in again. Review. I'm talking to you. Don't turn this off. Review. Appreciate it. And another. Shout out to Avicii. Rest in peace. Tease in peace.